a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local Podcast, bringing you the top stories from the KMOX newsroom. Today's Wednesday, September 20th. Good morning. I'm Scott Jagow. And I'm Tom Ackerman. Yes, this is a lot of money. But if we don't do it, some other region will. St. Louis County will provide tax breaks to Boeing of $155 million. Councilman Ernie Trakis voted yes, but said it was a difficult decision. But because our job is to think about the next generation and what St. Louis will be like for them, I have to vote in support of this measure. Councilwoman Kelly Dunaway was the only no vote. She says she will always be a no vote unless they come with some guarantee. That part of their savings are going to be used to reinvest in the community much larger than less than 10% that Boeing wants us to praise them for. Councilwoman Lisa Clancy voted yes. To even have a chance of getting this major expansion, the city and the county and the state had to make some economic concessions. Now the question is if Boeing can secure enough federal projects to go ahead with the $2 billion expansion. Maria Aquino, KMOX News. United Steelworkers in Granite City await word of their fate as a potential layoff looms. U.S. Steel announced they are stopping work at the plant's last blast furnace, which puts United Steelworkers' jobs in jeopardy. One unnamed union worker says the big question on their minds is not when pink slips will be distributed, but who is receiving them. That's the question we're all waiting on. You know, if if the people in their departments that are, you know, going to keep their position in their department, however many people they need, um, is it going to be seniority based? Another United Steel worker isn't buying U.S. Steel's claims that the United Auto Worker strike is behind their reason to close the blast furnace. I don't believe that's got anything to do with it, to be honest. His belief is that U.S. Steel has wanted to close the furnace for some time, and the UAW strike was a timely excuse. Sean Malone, KMOX News. I'm Michael Calhoun. U.S. Steel is probably just the first auto strike impact we'll be hearing about. You're going to see that from, you know, companies that make wheels, companies that make tires, companies that make any number of things that go into vehicles. They're not going to need workers because they're not going to be making these parts because of cars aren't going to be assembled. Detroit Auto Reporter Jeff Gilbert tells KMOX those suppliers are often much smaller companies, not in the best financial shape, so a strike could wind up wiping some of them out. That could leave the automakers having to find then another company to make a part before post-strike production could resume. It's 6.05. Parents are upset about an alleged pornographic library book in St. Charles County. It was a heated library meeting Tuesday night as parents voiced their concerns about the book promoting sex tips from pros. It was found on a low shelf, easily accessible to kids at the Kisser branch. The CEO of the St. Charles City County Library says this is the first time he's heard of any issues. He recommends anyone with concerns to fill out a form and then they'll examine the book to see if it violates any laws. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. In the Metro East, the St. Clair County Jail has begun releasing defendants just two days after cash bail was eliminated. Prosecutors convinced the judge to keep four out of five inmates behind bars until their trials. Two of them were facing murder charges. The judge did allow a woman accused of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon to be released without bond. The attorney argues she's nursing and has a two-month-old baby. Mercy has just started up a new program to treat patients who traditionally would have been admitted to the hospital in the privacy of their own home. It's called the Hospital at Home Program, and it's designed to provide hospital-level care in the comfort and convenience of a patient's home. Mercy Vice President Dr. Ann Elizabeth Mohart is Medical Director of Care Transitions. She says right now... 
patients must be Medicare fee-for-service patients and live within 25 miles of Mercy St. Louis. Clinically, we want to make sure that the patient has a specific indication for admission that would really be easily managed very safely in the home. So perfect examples of that are congestive heart failure exacerbation, COPD, pneumonia, certain infections, blood clots. Uh, Those are are, uh, conditions that are really a great fit for hospital at home. You must also be first approved in the ER for an inpatient stay. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. The St. Louis Symphony Orchestra season will start differently this year. Its first concert will be outside. Other performances will be at Stiefel and Enterprise Center because Powell Hall is under construction. Associate Principal Percussionist Alan Stewart says the changes create community connection. And it's great working with different acoustics, playing in different parts of town, and like you said, bringing music to different communities within the city. The orchestra's first show will be at the annual Forest Park concert this Thursday, 7 p.m. From the KMOX business desk, shelves are bare and doors are locked at all five area Fields food stores as the struggling retailer appears to close permanently. Retail analyst Bert Flickinger doesn't see any potential buyers. The courageous entrepreneurs uh, like Fields have to be commended, uh, but at the same time, uh, the future uh, looks un- uncertain for the time being. He tells Cam Wex Fields didn't stand out except for one factor, convenience. You really need a trading area of tens of thousands of people while Having a store in an apartment complex is convenient for people in the apartment building. Uh, The traffic density in urban stores and the TA or the trading area, a two to three mile radius around the stores, has to have much more population density and ease of public transportation, uh, as well as bicycles, scooters, uh, cars. The Post-Dispatch reports Fields is negotiating with those it owes money and talking with an auction firm about excess inventory. Welcome back to Total Information AM with Tom Ackerman. I'm Megan Lynch. Tonight, a special honor on the field at Bush Stadium. Medal of Honor recipient Command Master Chief Seal Britt Slabinski will be on field for the first pitch. He joins us in studio now. Good morning. Thank you for being with us. When we look at your story, I read just a brief synopsis of how you were uh, given the Medal of Honor. And it's it's incredible to think about. Give us a, a synopsis of, of the action and the battle that led to you receiving this honor. Sure. Well, I think all recipients will tell you that we're recipients of the of the medal. You know, the, the DNA of so many other people is embedded in the medal that we wear. Those that, that served with us, you know, we're, we're on the team and we, we can't can't do this alone. So uh, there, there's so many other people that were involved that day. So we say we're recipients of it. Um, that particular day was in 2002, early stages of the Afghanistan fight. And uh, I was tasked with inserting a team on top of a tall mountain peak. Um, and, you know, we, my helicopter came under some pretty intense enemy fire. And one of my teammates fell out of the, was basically ejected from the helicopter. We crashed in the valley below. I ordered a second helicopter, and uh, my team uh, followed me back up there to do uh, an immediate rescue attempt uh, to go get our teammate. Can you describe what that terrain is like as well to be able to to get through all of that? Yeah, the terrain was around 11,000 feet was at the top of the peak. So if you can imagine, you know, 
uh, if anyone's a skier, you're going to ski up on top of a mountain and you can know how difficult the terrain is. The snow was very deep. It was uh, waist deep in spots and uh, cold, of course. So it, yeah, it, was, it was really difficult terrain. And while you're trying to do this, of course, you're coming under fire. We were. Just describe what was happening there. So we had, when we were in the helicopter, of course, you had rocket-propelled grenades coming after you. You had bullets the size of your fingers passing through the aircraft, uh, which is really the, the, the implement that took us out of the sky. And we had muzzle flashes just around us in all, in all directions. So we were uh, basically a six-man force uh, going up against uh, some superior numbers. So it was, uh, it, we, had, we had a pretty interesting couple hours. This uh, is Command Master Chief, United States Navy SEALs, retired Britt Slavinsky. The National Medal of Honor Museum Foundation. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more about that? And it'll be recognized as well tonight. Yeah, sure. What an amazing project. So the, uh, the National Medal of Honor Museum Foundation, uh, headquartered in Arlington, Texas, is a, it's a national program to honor the values of the, of the Medal of Honor. Uh, and, it, and it's really, as I started with, it's larger. It's really, it's, it, we are projecting the stories of the medal and all of those that contributed uh, around those stories. So this is really a, uh, not a military museum, but a museum to values that really founded the country. The medal, to me, represents the very core of who we are as Americans, and this is what we are trying to project. I can imagine for you, you probably feel like you were just doing what you were trained and needed to yes, do in, in those moments. But for our listeners, tell us about the men and women who serve and the ways that they put their lives on the line. Well, I can tell you, I retired after 25 years in 2014, and there's not a day goes by that I don't miss the job. But more importantly, I miss the people every day. Uh, those that serve in our nation's military, I mean, they're just the finest people that our country can produce. And working side by side with them has really been the highlight of my life. And, and I, I do miss them every single day. What do you miss about the job? It's the people. It really is the people. I mean, the job was important. I mean, you, you never know what you're going to get every day from uh, national level taskings to, you know, just these very challenging, difficult problems that you have to solve because uh, pe people were counting on you, and sometimes it was their lives. But it, it's just the people working side by side with just some in incredible Americans and some of our nation, national partners. Just just incredible experience. We hear so much today about the difficulty in recruiting young people to join the armed services. Yes. What appeal would you make to those young people? I'd say if you, if you want to have uh, to, to make a difference in your life, if you're out there right now thinking, gee, what, do, what am I going to do? Or maybe things aren't just right and, and, and you're feeling a little lost and, and you don't know what direction to go, I'd say take the leap. Go sign up. Raise your right hand. Serve your fellow countrymen. You, you won't go wrong. You, you will find that experience to be the best experience of your life. And like me, you will probably, when it's all said and done, probably end up missing it. So I would say take the leap and go do it. Now, I will say that I am in awe right now. I mean, I, I, I appreciate you immensely, and thank you for all that you have done. I will also say that coming up next on KMOX is the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Oliver Marmel. Now, should he have his eyes on you here when you throw this pitch? 
before he should. this game. He should. I've been training. So we have a little property uh, west of the Rockies. And although I don't have any baseballs, I've been I've been practicing throwing some pretty heavy rocks <laughs> at about 90 feet. So I'm ready to go. Tell them to have the contract ready. Is this a little unreal that you get to do this? Oh, it totally is. Right. I mean, it's just uh, just going to be in the moment and uh, to, to, to be out there uh, celebrating uh, th- this sport. In, in front of all our fellow countrymen, just an amazing experience. Can you take me back to one more thing? When you were a young man and had the thought of joining uh, and serving your country, take me back to that moment that, sure. that it hit you. Yeah, I, so I, I, I graduated high school in 1988, was, was bound for college, and I was just, I just wasn't, wasn't going to be a good fit for me. And I was like, well, um, boy, the Navy... Sure, sounds like a good deal, and this this thing, the SEAL teams. Wow, that, wow, let's just go give it a shot. So again, I, I took the leap, and I never really intended to make a career out of it. Uh, but boy, I'm sure glad I did. Do you still stay in contact with members of that SEAL team that you were with? Oh yes, yeah. There, there's some some people that are, I mean, closer than my family. I'm certain of that. Thank you again for all that you have done and continue to do for our country. Thank you so much. Appreciate you both. Britt Slabinski, Command Master Chief, United States Navy SEALs, retired. He'll be throwing out the first pitch tonight. The National Medal of Honor Museum Foundation also to be recognized this evening. Great to have him with us in studio on KMOX. Saving with All Local is produced by the KMOX News Team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.